do one take podcast. I am your host, Turch, and with me today is my co-host, the Bootylicious, Kieran. How are you, Kieran? Thank you for taking note of my booty. I have been on a diet and I have also been personal training. So Oh my god, it shows. Thank you. It thank shows. You. You've been working really hard. Well, there's a wedding at the end of the year. Oh, my God. And I've got to get my booty into those slacks for the wedding. Yeah, the the one the one suit that you're being supplied. <laughs> one suit, two shirts. Two shirts. I don't think anybody agreed to that, but we'll go with it. Um, oh, my God. So also in the studio today, don't mind us if we seem a little distracted. <laughs> We've got... Two dogs wrestling on the floor. <laughs> That's not a euphemism. <laughs> Literally, Arthur and Doizel are wrestling by our feet. So if we suddenly get up and <laughs> run off, it's probably because we're um, stopping a fight that's breaking out between them. But I think they're okay. Speaking of fights mm. and dogs, yes. that is an excellent segue oh, Wow! into my rant. Pro. I am so fucking annoyed my god what so i took arthur to the dog park on sunday and oh yeah i know dog parks are public places yeah. and anybody can go there you can get any dogs there mm-hmm. we go there almost daily and he's just a little fat kid yeah. at the dog park he's, everybody loves him he's a french bulldog for those playing at home <laughs> he's a stocky frenchie <laughs> he's a stocky frenchie yeah and when he finds new dogs that he doesn't know he goes up sits down turns his back i'm really submissive i'm no threat yeah sweet so we get there and this guy rocks up with this little terrier thing mm. and it has a go at him before he's even off the lead oh jeez next so he's gone into the dog park yeah. with that dog. Okay. Yeah. So he's in the dog park and he's got the dog on his lead. Mm-hmm. I look away for two seconds. Yep. And the dog is off the lead and hanging off Arthur. <gasps> oh, my God. Had him by the back leg and just full on shaking the fucking shit out of him. Did you – what did you do? Did you kill I, the dog? I lost my shit. I, tell I was, me, tell me, you like kicked the dog off him? I oh. was the they were up on the park bench, so I couldn't. Yeah, but oh. he'd let go of his leg. Yeah, and then grabbed his guts yeah. and was shaking him. <gasps> and I'm just like, get your fucking dog oh my off God. my dog. And so I picked up Arthur, and this other fucking little thing yeah. came with him. So he was full latched, full on, on oh latching my on, God. and then this fucking. Dick <laughs> comes over and says, oh, sorry, yeah, oh. we've been here before. I wasn't here, but my wife told it, told me that he's attacked another dog that looks like yours. Oh, okay. Why the fuck <laughs> did you let it off lead in a dog park? He's now got bruises on his guts from the oh, teeth marks. I God. was just so angry. Baby, no, that's not fair. Nah. Oh, I would have kicked the dog, and I am not <laughs> endorsing animal cruelty. <laughs> I mean, I am. I mean, I mean, my fiance <laughs> is a dog groomer. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, 
oh my gosh, but in that circumstance, what do you do? I would have just kicked the dog off or, you know, take, like picked it up by the scruff or something. I just would yeah. not have dealt with that. That's like, not I fair. Just, I just picked Arthur up you and I be. went in to grab that other dog and it it was just, it was over pretty quickly. But I was just so fucking mad. That's the thing with dog parks. That, hey? oh. Like, I think this this is a good PSA because if you are unsure about your dog um, social, like your dog's social skills, don't bring them to a dog park. Socialise them first in a controlled environment. Yeah, There's some really good places out there like um, Canine Clubhouse, you know, those doggy daycares that do yeah. play play dates where, you know, they can be – they can play off lead but it, there's dog trainers watching. So do something like that. I mean, it's not even expensive. But people, they don't. They, they've got a dog and they're like, yep, dog park. I can do whatever <laughs> yeah, I want. Yeah, I've got a dog. I've got a dog park. No, totally on board with that rant. That's a good – that's not even – that's just disgusting. Was, it's not even a rant. That's just like common sense, people. Yeah. Seriously. Good rant. Did you have another? Because I heard you had a couple. <laughs> I didn't have any. Well, my other rant yeah. was I was making my bed the other day. Oh, oh, I love a good bed rant. Oh, and it just realised, like, as I was making it, why do they make mattresses so fucking heavy? Oh, my God. Great. Oh, great observation. I purposely... Grunt and carry on when I'm putting the mattress, uh, what is it, the the fitted sheet on yeah. because I'm like, come on, give me a hand here, please. Jess, <laughs> give me a hand. I don't have anyone to I give me a hand. <laughs> so <laughs> Maybe Blaine and I can give you a hand. <laughs> I think I'd rather struggle and do it by myself. <laughs> no, they really, like it's actually, oh, it's the worst. It's- and then you buy the sheet to fit the yeah, bed. Yeah, the fitted sheet, yeah. The fitted sheet, but it only just fits. Have you got those deep fitted sheets? I found that no. actually. So <laughs> this just got really gelly. Um, I've, I've got these fitted sheets. You can you can get them from like a bed, bath and table and Adairs and all those places. But they're called deep ones, so they make them purposely bigger so okay. that they can fit, if especially if you've got like a raised mattress. Okay. Yeah. So invest in some deep fitted right. sheets. Not girly. <laughs> no. It's, everybody Practical. has a bed. Yeah. Everybody has sheets. Yeah. I mean, I just love sheets. <laughs> but I wish that they'd invent something to help you sort of pick up the corner. <laughs> like a, what's that thing called that like lifts the car up to change a tyre? <laughs> like a hoist? Is that what it's called? No. Oh, a jack. A jack. Yeah. Yes. Like a mattress jack. <laughs> Yeah, or like a a forklift that you can go in. <laughs> Just when you make it a dee, dee, dee. slowly raises the mattress. And then you just go corner, 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 corner. And then it goes dee, 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 down. Oh my god, like like the actual bed that does that. The bed yeah. should raise. Yeah. Like have have something in the base of it that pushes the mattress up. You have invented something. Patent it now. Patent it. <laughs> I'm sure I can get it made in Vietnam. <laughs> talk, to, <laughs> talk to your Vietnamese buddies. I will. All right. And um, while you're there, why don't you get us some spoons? And um, what else are you supposed to get us from there? Spoons. 
spoons glasses? and glasses. Oh, no. oh, I already got the glasses. You were getting the glasses. Yeah, and I got glasses. Have you seen them? I should have actually. I should be using it. You should be using it. Oh. Um, you already broke yours. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's why you shouldn't be using yours. <laughs> you, already, you already smashed yours. They are limited edition. <laughs> they were very, very limited. <laughs> but oh. no, the spoons are on the way. <laughs> okay. They're caught up in customs. Customs. Oh, yeah. you know, COVID. 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 <laughs> Just went in doubt, like COVID. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, well, I have a rant. Look, my rant's pretty, like, I get really angry about it, but I feel like when I explain it, it's not going to sound that annoying. But get anyway. Get it off your chest. <laughs> yeah, I have to. I really, really hate when you're in the middle of cleaning. Actually, no, you're towards the end of cleaning. You're doing something, maybe like putting the washing on the line, you've got a couple little clothes left, or you're washing the dishes and might only have like a couple more dishes to dry yeah. and then someone comes along and says hey do you need a hand <laughs> do you need a hand <laughs> like are you fucking serious yeah are you fucking serious <laughs> can you can you see where i might um have started feeling this hate to, towards p- people that do that yeah yeah i, I feel you <laughs> we've been on holidays <laughs> We've been on holidays together, you know, when um, I'm cleaning up and then someone decides, oh, I'll give her, I'll give you a hand <laughs> right now. What, what can I do? Yeah, what can I do? Oh. Fuck off. It's done. <laughs> what was that thing that you said one time someone actually, one of our friends actually did that? You were there um, oh. and you were like, we were, we were, you and I were cleaning actually and we were nearly, oh, it was the barbecue. We had oh, nearly done yes. the kitchen and then someone came up who shall remain nameless. <laughs> someone came up right towards the end and he goes, oh, do you need a hand? And you were like, yeah, clean the barbecue. <laughs> and he toddled. And he, did, and he did a great job of cleaning the barbecue, but I think he wasn't expecting that. No. Are you getting um, your microphone cord tangled? Dweeze, stop. Oh, my. Can, I think you can actually hear Arthur panting through <laughs> The microphone. <laughs> you want to talk? Uh-oh. <laughs> Kieran's just lost. giving the dog the microphone. Standard Kieran behaviour. Hang on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hang on. Here we go. He's just worked out that he can take the microphone off the... <laughs> dog ASMR. <laughs> Is actually really cute. And I hope, I hope if you um, contribute to our Patreon account, yeah, which is still not up, it will be. Yeah, um, we can organise some more of that ASMR for your <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> I'm sure some people would really like that. Oh, I could think of nothing worse. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to dogs panting all day. Oh, have you got another rant or are you ranted out? Because that was the only one I had. I think I'm ranted out. All right. Well, do you have an article? News? Shall we do a quick whip around? A quick whip. Whip around the globe as um, we say. Um, Let me just get into my phone. I feel like this is going to be a really high pitch episode for people. (laughs) 
You're gonna be like, there's a lot of high pitched noises happening in this episode. Good well, to see you're organized. Well, I don't have a printer at home. <laughs> Neither do I. So, well, why are you yeah, more organized scroll. than me? Well, because I'm Turch. Um, do you want me to start? Yeah, you start. Okay, so I've got some articles. But they're pretty. M- I pretty much just pulled them up because of the headlines. Okay. The articles are pretty shit. But the headlines are amazing. So here's the first one. I don't know if you heard this, but Meatloaf. You know Meatloaf the singer. I know Meatloaf. <laughs> Meatloaf announces TV dating show based on his song "I'd Do Anything for Love," but I won't do that. No. <laughs> Look, the article explains nothing about the actual dating show, just that it's based on his song. But I really don't know what would be involved in that. I assume he's just the host. But. <laughs> and he, I really, I'm so excited. I'm speechless. I'm so excited. I love, have you ever seen, oh, oh my God, I think it's on Netflix now. Flavor, Flavor of Love is on. Do you remember no, Flavor of Love? I've never seen it. Oh my God. It was on MTV back in the day and it's, you know, Flavor Flav. <laughs> It's a dating show. Yeah. Flavor Flav, you know, he wears the big clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has a dating show and he just basically dates all these women and that's the show, Flavor of Love. It sounds And that's awful. just come on one of the streaming platforms. Don't quote me. Okay. Um, think it's Netflix, but it might not be. Um, and also uh, I really hope comes on if it follows suit with Flavor of Love is a shot at love with Teela Tequila. That was also a dating show. Back. This was, oh, this was like early 2000s stuff. I can't believe now it's coming back with Meatloaf. Um, i do anything for love, but I, I'm hoping it's like some sort of dare crossover, like maybe, um, what's the show called? Like Fear Factory stuff, Cross with Love. Like, I'd do anything, but I won't do that. Like, I'd do anything, but I won't touch a tarantula. Oh, I hope it's like that. So are they couples? Do you reckon they're couples that already know each other or if they've been matched? I don't know. Either way, good TV. I hope this is the premise. If not, we've made a really good TV show. And then if they touch the tarantula, they get to go on a hot date. Yes. But if they don't, yes, then they've got to sign divorce papers and <laughs> see you later. <laughs> see ya. Well, they clearly don't love each other. Yeah, they don't so. love each other. Wouldn't do it. Won't do that. <laughs> anyway, cannot wait. I will definitely come. We'll definitely have a repeat of that okay. um, when it actually comes. I hope it doesn't get cancelled straight away. But um, if it does go to air, we'll have to recap. We'll do little recaps of it. It'd be amazing. Okay. But my other thought is, is yeah. it going to be just an epic fail like his like his grand, grand final? Because <laughs> that final was pretty terrible. What are you talking about it was amazing. <laughs> I now don't trust your views on much. <laughs> Jesus, dogs are going nuts. Um, they I've were got a, quiet for a minute. They were. I thought for a second they were going to be slowing down, but yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. Okay. Um, next article, I'll just read you a couple of my little headlines because okay. they're hilarious and then we can get yeah. your ones. Um, 
So my next hilarious one is half-eaten sausage solves nine-year-old German burglary. <laughs> what? <laughs> so in Berlin, German police say they have solved a nine-year-old burglary after DNA found on a half-eaten piece of sausage matched that of a man detained in France over an unrelated crime. Who the fuck keeps half a sausage for nine years? Well, evidence. Is it like the cheeseburger or the Big Mac that doesn't ever mouldy? The subtitle to this is, this detective work really cut the mustard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then my next one is, man who broke into SeaWorld tells court he just wanted to see the seals. Valid. (laughs) Um, man caught inside SeaWorld, it was an Australian one too, Oh, um, at night says he wasn't drunk, he just wanted to see the seals, was fined $800. Wow. I'm going to break in and see the seals if it's only $800. <laughs> Free. I know. SeaWorld all to yourself for 800 bucks. It's actually quite cheap, isn't it, really? Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if a group broke in, if you'd all we find $800. Yeah, I'd say so. Oh. Uh, what do you think, collective? Yeah. <laughs> I surely not. Surely not. <laughs> um, okay, and then a Florida mum, 34, is charged. This is, okay, this is a long one. I'm so ready. strap in. <laughs> Florida mum, 34, is charged with child abuse after showing up to her daughter's middle school wearing a boxing glove, to fight a 12-year-old girl, but tells cops it was glued to her hand and she couldn't take it off. That was the entire heading. (laughs) And this is legit. Like, I've seen so many articles about this. So did she hit the 12-year-old? Or what did the 12-year-old do? Um, So I don't know. I assume, like, there must have been something going on, but... I mean, most 12-year-olds do need a smack up the side of the head. Yeah. Edith Riddle is her name, was arrested on the child abuse charge after the attack in Jacksonville. Um, Cell phone footage allegedly shows her punching, repeatedly punching the child. The fight broke out after Riddle was leaving the school with her daughter after a meeting with the vice principal. She was wearing a boxing glove when she arrived to the schools but told officials it was glued to her wrist and she couldn't remove it. Witnesses told police that Riddle's daughter initially pushed the victim to the ground and hit her. Riddle then allegedly began punching the victim who was lying on the ground. Why glue a boxing glove to your hand? Is that like taking fisting to a whole new level? Or... (laughs) Oh, look, this is Florida. I, I, I didn't want to lose it. Oh. <laughs> this is Florida. Who bloody knows? Mm. All right. Your news. My news. Yeah. I'm sure your articles are more Oh, no. No. We worked very hard on these. Um, so another little bit of homegrown news. New South Wales Police Commissioner admits his sex consent app proposal could be a terrible idea. <laughs> so what you've got to do is um, the New South Wales Police Commissioner, Mick Fuller, has offered a confused defence of his idea to use an app to record consent before sex. 
arguing such a tool could be used to keep matters out of the justice system while also conceding it may be a terrible suggestion and the worst idea I have all year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like how would you even? Well. What was like, yeah, so explain it to me. So he's proposed an app that could record consent comparing it with COVID safe records introduced for pubs and restaurants during the pandemic. So you've got to check in to everywhere you go in theory. So before you have sex, you've got to sign into this app to say... I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to rock and roll. (laughs) But the bigger flaw that I can see in that already is, yeah, you've got to check in everywhere you go. Yeah. But no one does. No. My local Woolies doesn't even have a QR code to bloody scan to get in. Are you supposed to check in at the supermarket? You're meant to check in everywhere. Oh, fuck. No, I've not been checking. I've... Definitely have in hospitality venues. Yeah. Um, can't say I've done it at a shop. No. Kmart's definitely got one. I my, just walk straight past those things. My Coles has got one. No one polices them, hey? No. 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 Just like policing people wearing masks. Even I will, we went out not long ago. We went to um, Brunswick Street and I, I walked in. There was hardly anyone in the bar at this point and I – Saw the QR thing, so I thought, oh, I'd better scan in. And the bartender was like, oh, that's cool that you're doing that. I never, like, good to see someone's doing it. I never make sure people do it. <laughs> so, oh, wow, you're doing a great job. <laughs> and Mind you, this bartender was also... <laughs> this bartender was also acting as a security guard. He was about five foot seven... That's that sounds tall to me, but it's probably not, is it? <laughs> I don't remember. No, it's tallish. Like average male height. He was like, so it was average male height, skinny, had very like lanky legs and lanky arms, and he was wearing a skirt. <laughs> like I mean, all for it. Oh yeah, if he wants to wear a skirt, <laughs> go for it. But I don't think you're going to be looking like a really tough security guard. No, if you want to be taken seriously. <laughs> As a security guard. <laughs> Probably don't wear a skirt. Oh, but hang on. Was he wearing docks or was he wearing a nice little pump? No, docks. Yeah, docks. Okay. So he was in that. You you already guessed the look he had. Yeah. He was like baggy t-shirt, a skirt. Like a sarong kind of skirt and docks. Well, that's not appropriate if you're kicking someone out. Mm. If it's a sarong. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, your mic just nearly flew across the room. Thank you, boys. Um, but if you wear a sarong yeah. and you kick someone or grab someone inappropriately, you're going to lose your sarong. You're going to lose it, yeah. It looks, it looks like it could definitely come off very easily. Um, he was just sort of standing in the door doorway, like full bartender mode, had the tea towel over the shoulder. Yep. Yeah. Not tucked uh, in I mean, pants? No. Nah. Oh, oh, that no, was always was mine. That was always mine. You remember? I mean, Jess's <laughs> thing when uh, she worked in hospitality, always tucked in the pants. But um, no, over the shoulder, standing there, real tough looking. It was hilarious. I thought it was so cute. I mean, there was no trouble anyway. We were on Brunswick Street. It's probably a good thing. We were actually sitting along Brunswick Street and we thought, oh my God, we were sober. We're like, this is what Brunswick Street looks like. (laughs) 
I have not seen this place not blurry in a very long time. Did it Nighttime. make you want to go back? Sorry? Did it make you want to go back? It was weird. It was a weird experience. I'll tell you that because it was nighttime. So, like, I've been sober in Brunswick Street during the day and it seems yeah. fine. But it was night. We are having a couple of drinks, but we just weren't quite drunk yet. And we were sitting out on the street because, okay. you know, COVID now, there's a lot of outdoor seating. So we're sitting out on the street and we're basically on the corner of Johnston and, and Brunswick. Yep. Quite a busy foot traffic area and you and right near a tram stop. So we saw the weirdest people I've just – it's always – I'm sure that's always Brunswick Street. <laughs> But, but usually we're it. not that bothered by it. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Anyway, I've just completely gone off topic. What were we talking about? Oh, the checking the consent app. Consenting on the. Yeah, that's just not going to yeah. work. So no. you're an idiot. No. At least he knows it. Yeah. At least he's admitted it. Yeah. He's an idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that. That's that. <laughs> right. Next. Next. Um. Oh, yeah, my phone's working. It's all good. <laughs> Biological male wins female beauty pageant in Nevada. A celebration of womanhood and diversity. Does he, okay? Is there? I'm sure there's more to this. So she, she, yes, identifies as yeah, a, as she. a female. Yes. Well, she is a female oh, because yes. she's had the surgery and she's transgender. Oh, yes. So um, they've called it a, a monumental win and, yeah, a celebration of womanhood and diversity for this celebration of being your true self. Mm. But then she recalled at a previous pageant, which she chose not to name in the report, when event organisers found out she was a transgender, they required her to provide medical documents to prove she was female. Oh. So the organisers also allegedly refused to assign her a roommate. But she's female. Oh. Like, I I just don't get how, how uptight people can be mm. about things like this. Yeah. I mean, I know Jess has views <laughs> on um, communal toilets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Disgusting. <laughs> that is what she would <laughs> she say. She would say that, yeah. She would say that. <laughs> Disgusting. But if somebody's gone through and had all the surgery and but all that sort of stuff yeah. and that's who they identify, even if they haven't. No, but I'll tell you what, and Jess will say this, only disgusting, communal toilets are only disgusting because guys, people who identify as males, piss all over the floor. <laughs> That's the only reason it's disgusting. If you identify as a woman and you're sitting on a toilet seat and you're getting your pee in the hole, I don't care. No problems. Just keep it clean, people. That's all. Just keep it clean. But I'm sure if Jess had a penis. Yeah. And she'd had a few drinks. <laughs> Probably miss it. Yeah. Probably. I wonder what her thoughts would be yeah. on communal toilets then. But the best thing about being a female and being drunk is being able to sit down on the toilet while you, while you pee. 
Because, I yeah. mean, it would be an absolute disaster. I can see how they would miss the toilet. Well, they should just adopt that. They should just sit on the toilet too. Have a little sit down, we. Yeah, you're drunk. I don't think that article is as confusing as the current um, RuPaul drag, RuPaul's Drag Race contestant in America got me. Got me. Yes. How confusing is that? I mean, it's not confusing. It is what it is. It's great. Like. It's fabulous. Yeah. But it's confusing. And yeah. So um, for all of you who are unfamiliar with RuPaul's Drag Race, it's a drag queen competition. And in the past, it is just strictly males dressing up as females as traditional drag. They are the competitors. Um, over recent years, they've had some transgender women, so men that transition to women but used to do drag, so they're still doing drag and so they're still in it. But same sort of – it's just they, they also – so outside of drag, they also – um uh what's it called um identified yes. as a female this drag contestant got Meg amazing amazing drag queen incredible um makeup skills brilliant doing really well so far in the competition um funny funny costumes are great yeah. she's also really nice yep yeah so got Mick was a female that transitioned to a male, had the surgery and everything, um, as had the hormones and what. So it was legally a male. Mm-hmm. But then on the weekends, or, you know, for a job, gets into drag and dresses up as a female. <laughs> and I could see, like, at first that took me a little while to get my head around, um, because especially because when she is standing next to a group of big burly drag queens got Mick can appear quite feminine looking quite small um but I mean at the end of the day if you identify as a male and then do drag it's just I just I think it gets to this point with RuPaul's drag races if you're gonna get to all of that specifics then just let anybody you know let a biological female go on there if they're really good at drag absolutely Um, But they haven't done that yet. And I think that's really disappointing. I think it's going to be the next step. Surely you'd think that. You'd think that. Because now you've really, and I hope that's what Got Mick has done. I hope that's what Got Mick will do for women. um, Is that now we'll have biological females and as contestants. And if you want to get to that stage of ambiguity... Let it be ambiguous because they've already got. It's already become ambiguous oh, now. Definitely, like you can't you can't put labels on it anymore. No. You can in the real world, <laughs> but you can't on this. In, you know, in RuPaul's Drag Race. Anyway, I think Got Mick is that situation is much more confusing than the, the pageant winner. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm also really excited about the Australian season of RuPaul. Yeah. It's- oh. Not living for the ju- uh, that judge comedian guy though. Oh no! What's his name? Oh, he's just so bloody annoying. Um, the redhead guy. They should have had Courtney. Well, I know. Why didn't they? Maybe. Sorry, Courtney Act, who is an Australian drag queen. <laughs> for those who aren't up to speed. <laughs> but you know what? A lot of people would know who Courtney Act yeah. is. Um, 
Courtney acts like big everywhere, not just Australia. And so I think Courtney would have been a great start. Although I think um, she lives, she might live in LA. So, but the the judge, that guy, when I saw him come up, I was like, "You fucking serious?" It was disappointing. Yeah. Um, I'm not good with names, but I can think of a number of other comedians. There's probably, I mean, he's just the one now. I'm assuming assuming he's playing the Carson Cressley. Oh, is he supposed to be the Ross Matthews, the funny guy? I hope not because if so, no. that's disappointing. Because in the, in the UK version, that funny guy judge role was given to Alan Carr. Yes. Oh, he's fucking hilarious. He's a funny, funny man. So... Um, this comedian is not funny. No. So <laughs> I'll have to Google his name. God. <laughs> God, just his face annoys me. Is I can't him? even think of anything he's done. No, I've seen him on like stand up, you know, those Melbourne International Gala things. Clearly forgettable though. And it, yeah, well, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Karen from Finance might um, be a judge, but Karen from Finance is a contestant. Yeah. Which is great, so hopefully you know, go Kaz. We'll, we'll vote for Kaz, yeah, yep. for sure. Because <laughs> you know, Turch and Kira know a lot about drag queens. <laughs> well, um, RuPaul, a U host. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Not Michelle Visage. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think she is coming though, isn't she? No, I want to judge. That's why. Anyway, you've got another article? I've got one more. Yeah. And it's just as shit as the other two. Reese Nicholson. That's loser. Hopefully he grows on me. Who? Forgotten already. <laughs> uh, last one. California theme park group wants you to stop screaming on roller coasters. <laughs> oh, my God. And I think the dogs have just killed themselves. <laughs> A massive bang through the dog door. Um, go on. So this may be one of the biggest challenges of the coronavirus outbreak. Much more oh. difficult for most people than strapping on a face mask. A California theme park trade group is joining those in Japan and recommending ways to limit screaming on roller coasters and other thrill rides since screams produce saliva droplets that can spread COVID-19. <laughs> um... The document doesn't flat out say, don't scream. Instead, it notes that parks have the ability to limit activities that are known to cause increased spread, e.g. singing, shouting, heavy breathing. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not allowed to walk up the stairs to the top of the (laughs) (laughs) Not as fit as I used to be. Damn COVID. <laughs> oh, my God. How can you not scream on a roller coaster? Well. Oh, okay. Well. You've got tips. A four-minute video released last summer shows two executives from the Fuji-Q Highland Amusement Park, Daisuke Awata and Kochiro Horiuchi, Formally clad and properly masked, riding the park's Fujiyama coaster 
which revs up to 80 miles per hour, which is 128 kilometers per hour. Oh, (laughs) shite. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) They're a lesson in calm. One adjusts his hair and mask. Their hands clench the safety bars tightly. Their bodies shake back and forth as they take deep plunges and tight turns that send them sideways. But from beginning to end, they're as quiet as sleeping kittens. <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually need to. I actually need to get something off my chest. <laughs> For a long time, as a child, I never screamed on roller coasters or rides because I didn't know. Like, not that I didn't know how to, I just didn't have that automatic instinct to scream. Yeah. So I would just hold it in. And I would just sit there. A lot of the time it would be a lot of laughing, so I would laugh, 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 laugh. Or if I got really scared, I would just kind of hold my breath. Yep. Um, And have the really sick feeling in my stomach. It wasn't until I was about... I'd say an adult um, <laughs> that I tried to scream. I thought, oh, I was going, I think I was at, uh, might have been a, on a trip to Disneyland. I was fortunate enough to go to Disneyland and I went on a big roller coaster and I thought, fuck it, let's try, see what happens if I scream. And all of a sudden this big realisation came over me that this is why people scream. Because it's fucking awesome. Because it let, all that feeling that I had, that sick feeling I had in my belly was gone if I screamed. <laughs> That sounds so stupid. I wonder if a lot of other people have done the same thing as me. Yeah, I wasn't a screamer on rides. Okay, yeah. Growing up. Yeah. And I was a laugher. Yes. And then you started screaming and it feels better. Feels so much better. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why didn't somebody tell me that from the beginning? Like an an adrenaline release. Yeah. You just feel better if you scream. It lets that out. Anyway, that's funny. Well. now. So they'd be feeling like that. They'd be feeling like shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. So now they're being asked to please scream inside your heart. <laughs> inside your heart. Yep. Only inside your heart. Don't let those aerosol droplets get out there. I have no idea why that's so funny. It's a little bit cute, but pathetic. I know. Inside your heart. Yeah. All right, one dog down. (laughs) Dweezil's done. Dweezil's laying on the floor. He is absolutely passed out. You beat him, Arthur. You beat him. I think you can still hear Arthur's uh, corona droplets. Actually, I think Dweezil's having a... Big pant as well. A bit huffy. Yeah. Oh, poor bubbers. They'll sleep well. Better keep an eye on them. Um, Was that all your articles? Yeah, that's all. Ah, that's good. (laughs) You don't have any more? No. No, I don't. Uh, I'll tell you what I was going to do. I was going to do a podcast consultant bit. Oh, so I had this pod, podcast consultant bit lined up. Um, I found the podcast. Actually, someone else found the podcast for me, but that's okay. Um, someone else thought that it would be really funny, the name of this podcast, that the podcast would be really funny. Um, and I listened to it in the hopes that it would be really funny. 
And it turned out it wasn't funny. And it was actually really good. And I got really interested in it. So I'll tell you a little bit about it because I didn't take any clips because it was nothing really hilarious about it. Um, but, oh, there he is. <laughs> I was like, where's Dweezil? He's climbing by my feet. Um, so the podcast is called the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. Do you know what a cuckold is? <laughs> Mouthful. <laughs> it's gonna go down. Uh. <laughs> you right? It nearly came out my nose. <laughs> so you know what a cuckold is. Yeah. Okay. So um, I always used to think the word cuck is really funny. <laughs> It is funny. I I think it's fucking hilarious. I I love calling people cucks. Man, woman, dog. <laughs> if you think you're a cuck, you're a cuck. You're a I cuck. find I find it almost like more fun to say than cunt. Like cuck. I don't know. Just really like, mm, you're a cuck. It's funny. It's got more punch. Yeah, I think that's why I really enjoy the word. I used to say to a lot of um uh Soccer friends, oh, you're a cuck. <laughs> if they were like shit at soccer or whatever. Um, so I went into this podcast thinking how hilarious will it be? Because in my mind, cucks are always guys that are sort of manipulated by women. Mm-hmm. You know, basically to be cucked is really like your girlfriend's fucking everyone and you're kind of just sitting on the side like. Um, that's what I always sort of pictured. Sorry, dog caught in cord under. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) It's going to strangle yourself. Um, yeah, so that's, that's always my interpretation of cuck. And then listening to this podcast, my views on cuckolding has just changed immensely. <laughs> I am not going to say that I'm into it. <laughs> I would never want to do it. But I understand it a different side to it now. What was it called? So it's called uh, the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. So I'm pretty sure the chick Venus, I'm pretty sure she's a porn star. Okay. I'm just okay. going to put that out there. Um, she talks about some videos that you can watch. I didn't actually look at the link, but it sounds like, she might be a porn star that sort of stars in cuckolding sort of videos. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. She could just be doing some sort of other videos. I'll send you the link on the on Spotify. Um, but basically um, she sort of gets other women's opinions. So at least oh. the first episode that I listened to was the latest episode and it um, it's called what happens when she finds cuckolding videos on your phone? And basically it, she's got this woman guest who calls in and she talks about her experience of finding uh, cuckolding websites on her partner's, her husband, sorry, she's married, got kids, on her husband's phone. And when she found them and she sort of said, hey, what's this? She didn't even know what cuckolding was. Oh. Um, her husband got really embarrassed by it. 
right off the bat, really embarrassed, mortified. And it took them a few months to talk about it. Finally, they started talking about it. And then her and her partner decided, uh, he sort of convinced, had to sort of convince her, hey, look, would you like to sleep with another man and I watch? Or you sleep with another man, I'll just know about it, kind of gets him off. Um, and she first was like, no, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but then through communicating, lots of communication, they started the, that relationship and now she actively goes out on a date with another man, brings him home, sleeps with him while her husband is home and that gets her husband off. Does her husband watch? Um, I think it depends on the situation, yeah. So sometimes yes, sometimes no, sometimes, yeah, there's all sorts of things. Um, so that's one way. Um, and then the next episode, so I was re- I was really interested in that. And also the host was really, really well-spoken as well. Um, Venus the host? Yeah, Venus is the host. She was very well-spoken. They were both very, very considerate in the way they spoke. They were very much like, look, Never do this unless both parties consent, not just women, uh, men too. Everyone's got to be all in on it. Yeah. Um. So you can see why my opinion was like, oh, maybe not. It's maybe it's not just. Look, I'm sure there are circumstances where you can, you're going to call a guy a cuck if his girlfriend is fucking everybody around him. Fair enough. Yeah. But the real life, some real life versions of cuckolding relationships are quite different. And from the next, I actually listened to another episode because I thought that wasn't funny. <laughs> Maybe I listened to another one to see if that one's funny. Um, and so I listened to another one and it was an older woman that was a guest and she's quite well known in the cuckolding community, her and her partner. And they do, and both of these couples have done lots of blogs, um, talk about all the experiences and, and whatnot. I'm guessing American. American, yeah. And this other woman was there to answer some questions and one of the questions was from a caller he called in and he said i want to so it was another guy another guy wants to do have a cuckolding relationship yeah he's trying to convince his wife but his wife wants no part no part in it no thinks it's disgusting and he says i want to give her um, yeah, I want to give her away to another man. That was the way you said it over the phone. And so both women, both Venus, the host and the guest were both like, look, this is where you're all wrong. You're going about it completely wrong because she's not yours. And started going on about that. She's I'm not your property. Yeah, not your property. No wonder she doesn't like it if you're going to say things like that. So, yeah, then there's that opened up a whole nother realm of possibilities of guys actually forcing their partners because that episode is called um, Is My Husband Pimping Me Out? Because that's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, and it, exactly right. And so there's that other side of cuckolding, I guess, where it's not really cuckolding. It's probably something along the lines of that power, that powerful man that wants to feel like she's mine. I'm going to pimp her out, <laughs> I guess. Um, so, yeah, really informative, not as funny as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah so uh, look but highly want recommend- to have a listen yeah absolutely for anybody that um is interested it's called the venus cuckoldress podcast 
Um, she's got a website as well. Um, I'm assuming that's where you might be able to find porn. I'm not quite sure. Haven't looked. Um, but from two episodes that I listened to, thought they were great. The production was really good as well. I couldn't even fault that. I couldn't even get clips because I was like, the production's good. The It was just all really well, much better put together than the We Only Do One Take podcast. I was going to ask. <laughs> we could get some hot tips. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Venus can probably call in and give. And look, I think Venus, if, if uh, we want to reach out to her, would be an amazing guest, an amazing topic of conversation to have, you know, uh, we've spoken to so many different realms of of people and I think this has a whole different other community that I didn't know existed. No, and she sounds like an intelligent Yes. Yeah. Person. Yep, so. absolutely. Just all about open to all sorts of sexual experiences, of being really healthy. I um, mean just making sure that everybody's on board and you know what, if no one's getting hurt, there's nothing and I've said that about everything. Um well, I know Jess says that about everything. Um, if no one's getting, I think that's that's when you start to to question people's um, sexual experience, you know, sexual um, orientations or experiences. If if yeah. they're if they're hurting somebody, you know, like the um, like pedophiles, like don't normalize yeah. that because no. they're hurting people or zoophiles don't normalize that because they're hurting animals. But if nobody is getting hurt, then, and everyone is consenting, then yeah. there's, there's nothing wrong. And that's everyone, including partners, if mm. there are partners. Yes. Like just. hundred percent. Like if, and from what I've realized, I guess, listening to this, if, um, you know, some some couples might be hiding some sort of secret kink that they might have and, and all they need to do is talk about it and it's communication is 100% the key to all of this. So, um, look, if anyone's interested, definitely have a little listen. You, you might find it funnier than I did. I don't know why I found it really interesting. <laughs> I was working um, and listening to it. But, yeah, I found it really informative and I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> How many stars out of five? Uh, I've only listened to two episodes, but so I would say at least a solid, solid four and a half. Four. Because, you know, it had everything. It made me giggle. It made me think. And the main thing is it just really opened my eyes. How was the leg room? Um, <laughs> what well, while you were listening to it? Um, I was standing. So leg room was okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> leg room, not much arm room because you know, um, working. I was working. <laughs> no, I was standing. So, good question. Good question, Kieran. Glad you're onto it, CEO. Gotta um, be onto something. I'm really fucking surprised of how long we've done on this. How long has it been? It's been 51 minutes. I think we quit while we're I, I'm absolutely ahead. ready to call it a day. 
But I'm just really impressed that we've done that much because I really thought, okay, I was like, if we can even do 20 minutes of this. It's going to be a miracle. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But do you know what I've actually realized, Kieran? You and I should start a podcast. We're really good at this. Well, why don't we wait until any of the listeners. Yeah, true. They may not like it. We get a rant or a Uh death threat. Oh, good. Jeez, this is why you're 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 actually better than the real Kieran. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that be... wasn't asking much, was it? <laughs> I'm not meant to be the ideas man, am I? <laughs> no, <laughs> taking my job. Damn. Ah, good segue. All right, so that's it. We'll call it a day. We will. Um, if you do want to send us a, <laughs> I was meant to have notes, and I've got no notes, so. Bear with me. This is all from memory from listening to 150 or how many bloody episodes there are of this show that I have to listen to. Um, so this is from memory. But if you want to send us a rant, a, ra- a death uh, rant, a death threat or a hate mail. Yep. I think those are the three. Yes. You can email us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Spotify. SoundCloud. Um, that is for shit. I was meant to say that's for all your wanking needs. <laughs> follow us on all of those things. Um, I think we're done. And we'll see you next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs>